Today on the Diz List, we count down the worst five animatronics in Walt Disney World. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I am Rob. And I'm Nick. Today we count down the worst five animatronics in Walt Disney World. But before we get to the list, if you haven't checked us out on social media, be sure to follow along on Twitter and Instagram at DizListPod. If you're enjoying the show, follow us and leave a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find more about how to support us by visiting our anchor.fm slash the Page that's anchor.fm slash the hyphen diz hyphen list. So, the people that have been following us on social media have been great so far. We've had a lot of interactions, it's been, and- it's been phenomenal. I'm really impressed. You know, we've really only released three episodes as, the, as of the recording here, and we've got a lot of people who are giving us positive feedback. It's great. And I think one of the best things too, if you're if you're listening and you're on social media at all, we just love talking about Disney. So if someone goes on and leaves their top five, we love it. We want to see what everyone else's top fives are. So this episode is going to be the worst animatronics. If you're listening and you find that post on social media about the worst animatronics, post your least favorite five. Absolutely, we want to know. Yeah, and you know, it's been just fun getting to know people that I've never met. And having good banter, you know, we, we, we talk back and forth before the episodes here. I had a, a good back and forth with a gentleman um, about his love for a certain English soccer team that may or may not be um, located in the same city as my favorite soccer team. And so we talked about about whether the color of London was red or blue. Um, it was fun, you know, getting to know people, even about stuff that's not Disney. We, we're talkers by nature, and so it's been a lot of fun interacting on social media. Please reach out. We, we really do like to to talk to people listening to the show. So since this episode is about the worst, let's talk a little bit about the worst thing going on at Disney this summer. Are you referring to the heat? No, worse than that. Worse than the heat, worse than the rain. Um, (laughs) The recent outbreak of violence and just sheer anger. Yeah, it's. It. I don't know if anyone has seen any of the videos online. I don't even know if I would recommend. Don't. It's. It's hard to watch, and I will be completely transparent. It made me sad to watch because of how happy this place is and how it's for families and kids. You're looking, when you see these videos, you're looking at a large group of selfish adults, period, end of story. If you're listening to us, if you're one of our followers on Instagram and you disagree with me, stop following us. I'm sorry. Like, that's where I'm at. The the anger, the vitriol, the actual physical violence it boggles my mind. You're at Disney World. Like, it's worse than the... We talked about worst shirts the other day, right? And we joked about most expensive day ever. I would wear a most expensive day ever shirt every day that I was in the park if it meant I never had to watch somebody, like, get in a fight. We joked about it last time, but, like, yeah. there was a full-blown fight in front of Peter, Plan, Peter Pan's flight. Yeah. I, I don't know... I don't know what the answer is. I think part of it is that it is hot... And it's costing people a lot of money. But you knew that going in. Take a break. Step away. Well, you and I are are both guilty of being grumpy at, at Disney World about certain things, and it's fine. But the difference is when something annoys us and we're at Disney, 
you and I kind of talk about it and we're like, you know, that was annoying, blah, blah, blah. Then we move on. Right. We're not taking it out on other people or getting physically violent with other people. We just kind of go, oh, that stinks. And we, we sort of get our frustrations out and then we turn the page. Yeah. You know, so I'll point out something that happened to me last time I was in the, not last time I was in the park, but last year, so our, our prior trip. And I know something happened while you were at the park this year. Um, so last summer, masking requirements were still in play. And we were waiting to get onto Dumbo. And I get that Dumbo is an outside ride. I understand that, but that's not what the rules said. And there was a woman wearing a mask with vents. And she had clearly ridden other rides that day and not been told anything. Probably there were young cast members who were afraid to say anything. And a cast member decided, I'm going to say something. I'm going to speak up. And said, hey, ma'am, here's this other mask you can wear. But you can't wear that one on this. You can wear that mask walking around, but you cannot wear that mask in the attraction. And this woman went off. She didn't just... So so the cast member didn't just say, this is what you can't do. She then gave the solution, provided the solution to her, free of charge. I'm not talking about a paper mask. It was one of their cloth masks that at the time were selling for like 12 bucks in a shop. It was like, here, have this feel better about the fact that I'm requesting it, just put this on. And it, she went right off. I felt so bad for that cast member. I wanted to go up and speak to them, but a manager immediately came over and talked to them and like kind of congratulated them on doing the, the right thing because there was a manager nearby. I just wanted to go and say, good job. I can't believe that how well you handled that. You had a very similar interaction as well, correct? Not not so much that you had to intera- interject, but didn't you have to give a cast comp? Didn't you end up giving a cast compliment to a particular cast member you saw getting berated at one point. Oh yeah. Okay. I, uh, there's a couple similar things I could have went to. Yeah. Um, so on our most recent trip, uh, we went over at night. My, my daughter was a little tired. So she stayed back at the hotel, um, with you guys yep. and my wife and, and son and I went over to Epcot. We rode the monorail over and, uh, I had to, I'd use a restroom. So my wife said, um, go, we're going to go on living with the land. There's no wait. So they went on living with the land and I stood out front of the land pavilion. And this woman, uh, as I was standing there, I kind of overheard and I don't have the greatest hearing. So I just heard bits and pieces of it. But this poor woman was in this cast member's face and screaming at her. And the part I got out of it was a ride was closed. She was upset about it and taking it out and saying it was this particular cast member's fault. And I just felt really bad. And I, I thought about kind of our jobs. We're both teachers and, and how we have to, you know, kind of deal with difficult situations. Not the same situation, no, but no. I just felt bad. I kind of was like, oh, I know what you're dealing with here. You have to kind of take it sometimes. And I went up to the girl and I said, hey, I want to give you a cast compliment. Can you help me do this on the app? And she kind of laughed. She goes, really? You want to give me a compliment? I said, yeah. You just had a deal with this person coming up and berating you Mm -hmm. about something that wasn't your fault. So I opened the app, I put in her name, put in where she was from and I submitted it. And I, I, and the worst part of the story is she, she said, thank you. And I went back over kind of waiting for my son and my wife to get off the ride. 
And another one happened again. She had to tell the people, put your strollers over there, please. And these people were arguing with her and getting all mad at her because they couldn't bring their stroller in the land pavilion. She walks by me and I go, boy, I hope you get a raise. Yeah. I mean, good on Disney, though, for at least one IT update they've made is actually beneficial. Or two. We didn't get to experience the one about the parking that you can, you can like, bookmark where you parked using your Bluetooth. But... The, the one that I really like is it's so much easier to give a cast compliment. Now, I hope that it doesn't, like, just go into the ether. but I doubt it. But I'll tell you, the, the what these cast members are dealing with and what other guests are dealing with. Now, I want you to picture you come out of, it's a small world. You come out of Peter Pan's flight. Or you were in the show that let out just before the people who got in the fight, because they were in line for PhilharMagic. You're in that show. And it blows up into a physical altercation at Disney in the Magic Kingdom. Magic. There's nothing magical there. It doesn't look good on Disney, right? Because, you know, I read a post, uh, like like a quote tweet, um, and it was kind of funny, and then a, a cast member kind of retweeted it too. Um, I won't mention who the cast member was or what their handle was, but that they thought about this tweet all the time. And it was like people would lose their mind if they knew that after 4 p.m. that Disney was run by a bunch of college kids five weeks on the job. And I thought about it. It's kind of funny until there's a fight at Peter Pan's flight. And, you know, it's really, really sad. I hope that that the temperature in the room goes down because it's not about physical temperature. This is a, it's a melting pot, if you will, of what we're seeing in the United States. And I'm not, I don't want to get into political arguments, um, on a spot on a Spotify or Apple podcast, um, show, but I do want to point out that it's what you see everywhere. And it's, it's sad. It really is sad because I want to bring my kids and I have to have them see fights you know imagine you're coming out of a small world like you said but imagine you're a four-year-old kid you walk out and all of a sudden people are punching and fighting and that's not something you've seen before yeah and i'm sure that happened hundreds of times maybe a hundred people i don't know it's maybe an exaggeration but imagine you're that kid and you see a fight that's going to scar you for walt disney world for the rest of your life yeah at the very least, you're going to remember it. Yeah. You know, hey, remember that time we came off of this ride and people were in a fist fight? And I don't think many people are going to say that was awesome. I think everyone's going to go, that was horrible. I hated that. Right. Like. And those people just disappear into, you know, they go off and, okay, maybe they get a lifetime ban or whatever they get. Who knows? And I don't know how enforceable that is. But I, I just, it, it saddens me. And I hope, I really do hope that eventually what we see is a little bit um, a little bit more relaxed nature there at Disney World. I think some of it is Disney's making, I'll be honest with you. I think people get extremely frustrated how much money they have to spend just to not have to wait for two hours in line. Um, and I get the weather's hot and you're tired and you're, you're hungry and you maybe can't go and buy the food you want because everything has gotten marked up 25% in the last year. But that doesn't change the fact that you can control your emotions, take a deep breath, walk away, diffuse the situation some other way. And I don't think it should be on cast members to have to diffuse the situation. I do think they could do a better job. 
um, at, at certain times, but I don't think it's on them. Um, we as adults, we're the adults in the room. We need to figure something out. I think you said it best at the beginning. You said it's selfish. Yeah. And it really is because if you're that mad at somebody, think of who you're with in the park and think of everyone else in the park. Mm-hmm. I if mean, you... one of those groups was a huge family. Yeah. And, and we're not talking about like a huge adult family. There's a lot of adults, but you're there with kids. Yeah. Anyway, uh, definitely uh, my number one worst, way worse than the heat for this summer. So Yeah, absolutely. We're hoping we're going to see improvements there in the mm-hmm. next year. But I agree. We can't wa- uh, we can't wave uh, the fairy godmother's wand and fix this one, but we we wish we could. So, welcome back. Today we're going to count down our worst five animatronics at Disney World, and I'll start off here. And this is one that actually might surprise some people. It's not going to surprise at least two of our listeners. Um, at Celiac Park Hoppers and at Magical on Instagram, agree with me here. And I actually mentioned this last week as being something that hurt this ride in general, and that is Kylo Ren is my number five worst animatronic at Disney World. It doesn't work right (laughs) that's what it comes down to it doesn't work if it if it works it's beautiful it's an amazing part of the ride there are other ways they have to we discussed hondo how there's a backup plan there's no backup plan here their backup plan is to drop the ceiling in front of them so you don't see him and just blast you with air and fog and like oh look you just got forced back into you're gonna go off this ship now it's it's so bad when it's not working I think the major issue that I have with it is because of where it's located in the ride in order for them to maintain it. So they drop that, that front down, right? But it's not hiding where the animatronic is. So when you come into the room, you can kind of still see them from the side and that thing is down, but it's not blocking. If the mechanics are back there, like with Hondo, the screen comes up and they can kind of work on them. Even while the ride is still operational, you can't do that with that particular section of the ride. There are other ways to have made that, um, a better section in my opinion I just think him not working all the time is bad I do think the Kylo where he drops down from the ceiling and is walking at you the projection Kylo that is mixed with a um, robotic arm that's moving the lightsaber oh, yeah, so, we, we talked about that yeah one so if that's time. like lit up it's just a robotic arm moving a lightsaber up and down but it looks as though he's getting closer and closer to you uh, because they're projecting specifically projecting Kylo Ren. Uh, I just, I agree with the, with the listeners who commented on Instagram that it, it kind of takes me out of the moment. I, again, this episode kind of like our worst five rides is going to be hard because I had a really hard time coming up with five bad animatronics, but this, this makes my list. So, yeah. And I, uh, just to comment a little bit on, on yours, it's it's a best animatronic and worst for a lot of reasons. And one of the ones you didn't say is it's the worst because it holds everybody up yeah. and it causes a lot of anger in the park. Not not like what we said before. No, Let's, we'll say frustration yeah. instead of anger. It's it was frustrating for us. We had to walk back and forth three different times. Yeah. I mean, just because it was down and I'm going to bet it 
it was that. I don't think it's the trackless system that's the issue. No. I th- because the other trackless rides, they're down now and then, but not like that. But, yeah, that's my number five, Kylo Ren. So my number five, I'll preface by saying this. Just because it is one of the worst animatronics for me doesn't mean it's an attraction that I don't like. Okay. Okay. So my number five is one that, again, means a lot to our family, but it's very dated, and it is the sync of the mouth moving with the the overdub doesn't always fit, and that's the Carousel of Progress. <laughs> so I love the Carousel of Progress. I love it. We sing along. We clap. It's it's. It's a great place to take a nap if you need one. I don't always nap. I, I did maybe once, but the rest of the time... I've we, been we on this ride with you. There's no way you're napping. You're clapping and singing. Yeah, we had a great time. But like I said, I love this attraction, but it, it just needs a little TLC. And it doesn't perfectly work with all the different animatronic things that are part of the show. So I, I've seen a lot of funny malfunctions where... Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm blanking on what the guy's name is. It doesn't matter. His arm fell off. Yeah, his, that's what I was going to say. His arm <laughs> yeah. falls off. His hand yeah. falls off. Yeah. Um, Don't worry. This... We, we put a new sweatshirt on him. So, <laughs> so it's all better. They did. They they changed the end there. But it, it could use a little TLC. And it's on the list because I care and because I think it can be better. So it's not the worst one. But I hope Disney can do a little more. They did a little bit. They fixed that end scene, mm-hmm. which is great. It's a step in the right direction. And uh, I'll use the term a lot on this podcast, and I, I know Nick does too. I use the term people eater. And what that means is you want rides and cues and things to take people away from other things mm-hmm. and make it so that the main areas of the park are less crowded. So if you hear us use that term people eater, this is a perfect example. When you enter Carousel of Progress, you enter a big theater and it rotates around. Carousel of Progress is a people eater. You put a little bit more money and a little bit more time into it, it's going to eat more people and become more popular. It's called Carousel of Progress. It's a circular ride, right? I mean, it brings you back. If you want to call it a ride, but a show, whatever, mm-hmm. and it brings you back through the theaters, back to where you started. Um, the interesting thing is it's circular also in that it has not progressed, right? It just yeah. really has not progressed. Which and is kind so, of ironic. So um, I feel like they could do so much more. I'm just really glad that they didn't like put merch in that last scene because that's like the, a Chapek kind of thing to do, right? Yeah. Oh, look at the spirit jersey she's wearing now. <laughs> like it's only eighty-five, five, ninety-five, right across the way at the gift shop. Um, you know, maybe there's pin traders or something. I don't know, uh, but they, they definitely could improve upon uh, the 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 scenes there uh, in other ways as well. But yeah, the animatronics sometimes they just don't sync up well. You know, I'm, I'm Uncle Remus in the bathtub, uh, yeah. but you know it's it, it's uh, it's pretty good. Uh, I like the attraction personally, and I'm not even looking at their mouths because I'm singing along with you. Yep. But um, yeah, I totally understand why. Totally. Yeah. So, like I said, my number five is Carousel of Progress, and doesn't mean I hate it. I hate the ride or the attraction. Just needs a little love. That's all. So, what'd you have for your number five? My number. Uh, I did my number five. Number four. I'm at now. Um, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Oh, so interesting. I had said Ursula. I said Ursula was at the top, but I feel like the other ones got neglected. And we mentioned how Scuttle's no longer in the queue, right? And so I think I feel like the other ones. I know you were high on them, 
you kind of were like, oh, I like well, the way Ariel, she, Ariel uh, specifically. Yeah, yeah, I like the way Ariel interacts, and and I feel like everything other than that is rushed. And I don't even think Ariel is that good. Um, that last scene where like they like awkwardly lean in to kiss, um, that whole interaction, the the, I I just feel like in a an IP that's as valuable to me as Little Mermaid was. I mean, when you think about it, Little Mermaid was. I mean, I could be wrong, but it was like the frozen of its time as far as like the songs were inescapable. Oh, yeah. Mike, I mean, I can remember in like elementary chorus doing Under the Sea. Me too. Um, and it was, it was just a, uh, I think it was a money, it was a big cash cow for Well, I mean, for Alan Disney. Menken, I mean, those songs are really impressive and it was the first of kind of the ushered in the new era of popular Disney movies because there wasn't a lot during the 80s. As great as the 80s were for um, pop culture, there wasn't a lot of great Disney movies during that time. And I think it's 88 or 89 is when Little Mermaid came out and just blew the roof off the place and Disney was back. Shortly after, we get Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, and you know it was that sort of new era, which now is everywhere in the parks and three of the most important IPs in, in all of Disney. Are yeah. those movies and yeah. Lion King? Sorry, Lion yeah. King too. I mean, I, and like I said, this is going to be a very difficult episode with picking bad ones, especially this lat this bottom two for me were hard to pick. Um, but I just feel like also when these ones fail, they are creepy. They are <laughs> super creepy. And I also want to go back and correct myself. I knew as soon as I said it, I said it wrong. I said Uncle Remus. I meant Uncle Orville. Uncle Orville. Yeah, yes, Uncle yes, Remus. Yes. That's it, a, that's the Splash Mountain stuff. The correct. Remus. <laughs> that's something a lot worse. Um, but yeah. Uncle Orville, <laughs> which is a great name, by the way. Um, yeah, so for me, um, you got to go with Little Mermaid. But again, it, that's kind of picking hairs here. So my number four, speaking of creepy, that's uh, kind of a good transition because my number four is actually going to be one that we, they were supposed to redo recently. And they put off and put off and put off. And that's Spaceship Earth. Okay, so this didn't make my list, but it was darn close. Yeah, there's one figure. I can tell you exactly where. I know where you're going, the paper boy? So, no, but that's a weird one, too. There's a couple. There's one with, I think it's the, like, cave boy has a bent, round, bent arm. (laughs) Yeah. The paper boy being backwards, which is so, it's almost creepy. It almost reminds me of Blair Witch. Yeah, he's, Uh, like, staring in the corner. The scariest one, though, is it's near the top, and on the right-hand side... Um, there is like an African-American woman on the right and she's like this scientist. The scientist yeah. And across, there's another guy who's looking at this clipboard. I don't know what it is about his face. It is just the scariest expression. And I don't know why I always end up on the left. I guess I let my whatever kid I'm riding with, usually my son gets in first and then I'm on the left and I go right by this creepy scientist guy on the left and I don't know. He's probably one of the old presidents that your cousin worked on. Probably. There's a throwback to last episode if you haven't listened, go ahead and They take a repurpose listen. a lot of the animatronic faces for those of you who don't know, a lot of the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, audio animatronic faces are also featured in the Haunted Mansion in the sort of uh, dinner dance mm-hmm. scene. There's a lot of crossover there. Uh, there's a great show on Disney Plus that's called Behind the Attraction. Yeah. That's uh, produced by Dwayne Johnson. And a lot of that is featured in that show. If you haven't seen that, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Spaceship Earth needs a little TLC. I know they're looking to kind of 
refurb. I don't think they're going to change a ton of it, but the rumor was right now it's kind of the history of communication. They were going to kind of change the theme around, and I've heard a couple different options. Have they landed on what they wanted to change it to? Uh, not that I know of. I do. I would like to say that obviously with a finite amount of time, right? You have a you get in the in your ride vehicle. You only have a finite amount of time to tell the story of communication. Um, so you either have to fast forward a bit and kind of like uh, make certain scenes either go away and put you know move back that science scene you were just talking about yeah. further or earlier in it. But I do believe they they did the right thing by not refurbing it when they did. They would have lost so much capacity at Epcot. It's already a park that's hurting, and when when a park is hurting that badly um, to get guests in the at least in the front half of the park, um, Future World or whatever they want to call it today, um, without having that capacity there, they did the right thing because the only thing they can do is throw another festival and like I mean we've already seen that the festivals now are perpetual they took a two-week break between flower and garden and food and wine we were there in that sweet spot between them so it wasn't as crowded um for the most part so i do think they did the right thing holding it off i do think as soon as you see journey of water open back up um that section of the park and as soon as more stuff opens up i think you'll see it shut down for a good amount of time to do the refurb and give it the TLC it deserves. Cause I, I love spaceship earth. I don't want it to go away. I don't want them to change it to something else. I would like to see them just update it. Agree. So. I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, just to comment on another thing you said too, which is good news. I was listening to uh, the Disney dish podcast with Jim Hill and led Testa, which I recommend. And they just mentioned that they have a report that, attendance is up in epcot for the first time in a long time and they think it's due mostly to the guardians of the galaxy that and makes sense how yeah. successful the ride is so yeah. it's nice to hear that attendance has now increased in epcot again yeah i mean that's obviously some for me it's one of my favorite parks if not my favorite park i know that's not necessarily everybody's uh thought especially the last last couple of years but yeah i i personally enjoy it and i can see where guardians would would tick that up um, so that was your number four, right? Yeah, my number four um, for this list is Spaceship Earth, Our Shared Story. Is I that the total? I don't know where I got that from. Is that, say I that mean, on the sign? I, sure. I don't know why I typed that out. Is that a thing? I, you'll have to, you'll have, well, <laughs> listeners, comment, <laughs> comment at Pod on Instagram. Is and Rob crazy? Is the, is the name? I mean, he's crazy, but is that story? right? I don't know. That's no. definitely true. All right. What do you have for your number three? So my number three is one that just is annoying to me. Um, and I don't like it just because I like the rest of the ride. And it's also in Epcot. And it's the dog in Living with the Land. <laughs> so if you've ever eaten upstairs, you listen to this damn dog bark the entire time. And like, I have a dog and it's, my dog's not a very vocal dog, but I've had dogs that are vocal. And I'll tell you that if my dog sat outside my door barking like that the whole time, I let them in. And I feel like that's what's happening through the entire dinner service or breakfast service at Garden Grill. Now, part of the reason I don't like it and why I rate it really low too is it's an audio animatronic, right? It might as well only be audio. Nobody like is right. watching what this thing's moving. It seems so out of place to have that on that ride 
we're talking about food production. I get it. It's a farm. So, like, put farm animals. Uh, I guess it's a herding, like a cattle dog kind of thing. I just don't like that dog mostly because eating breakfast upstairs back when breakfast was open, listening to a dog bark the whole time, I wanted to yell down, let your dog in, let your dog in. So it's more about being annoyed than it is anything else. Um, and again, like I said, it's hard to find things that really kind of bug me. Um, you know, it the animatronics on that particular section of the ride, I'm just, I'm constantly saying, just skip, let me get to the greenhouse. I'm a gardener. I like working outside. I like to see the cool plants. Um, I, you know, I like to cook, so I like to see these new foods and, and, and different things I've never seen before. I just feel like when you're eating upstairs, you don't really want to listen to it. You kind of are like, okay, can we go over the rainbow bridge there, buddy? Cause, uh, you've had your time. Let's stop, stop barking. See, I, I wouldn't have even thought to put that one on my list at all, but I, I agree with everything that you're saying that would have driven me pretty crazy too. I like, uh, I like the buffaloes on that ride cause we all yell go bills when we, yeah yeah we i mean it's kind of cool yeah but they're also not annoying you and they're not right they're just kind of statues right they don't even move do they i don't even know if they no. move. i think it's just the lighting moves yeah but the the dog just i don't get it why why are we annoying the people upstairs that are eating and paying good money to eat up there and if you haven't had a chance to have breakfast up there when breakfast reopens up there you have to go i really it's a, want to. it's a great family style breakfast and the character interactions at that restaurant are the best on property when it's running, when the breakfast is running. That's great. Plus I, it's Farmer Mickey. How cool is that? I love that costume, actually. Yeah, it's very good. We need, we need to do a top five uh, Mickey costumes. Yeah. That'll, that'll be a fun episode, yeah. too. Uh, my number three is one that is probably going to make my wife mad, but I have to preface it by saying there are so many animatronics on this ride that it is difficult to maintain. Oh, wow. And it's small world. Yeah. So... It's there's so many that th- every time I go through it, I, I say to my son, "Okay, let's let's find one that's malfun- my malfunctioning." Son, my son's favorite game. There's always yep. one that's malfunctioning. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're the worst. It just means that there's so many that it's it's not always going to work properly. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of not necessarily set up for failure, but it's it's really not going to work as perfectly as you think. Mm-hmm. We had video of uh, the frog one time. Its eye was going mm-hmm. insane. We had video of that. Uh, I think the last time yeah. our sons were looking at uh, the, the kicks that the... Yeah, uh, some of them uh, were super herky-jerky. Were, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we were, we were trying to figure that out. And so I guess this one's a positive negative. So it's worst, but we enjoy picking out the ones that are malfunctioning. So yes, it's number three on the worst, but I guess the positive is we enjoy finding those. Yeah. So Do you agree with that? Yeah. So like for my son, he absolutely hates this ride. <laughs> um, but your daughter my Oh, it's, it's her, it's one of her favorites. It's probably number two on her list. Um, but he doesn't like it because the song gets stuck in his head and he is a, a musical soul. So it, he gets earworms easily and he's singing it the rest of the day and he just doesn't like the song in general. Um, but for him, the only thing that makes it enjoyable is picking those things out. So he'll like to go on and see how many he can count that are, he thinks are malfunctioning. He pointed out, and I had to look this up and I don't know if you knew this. He pointed out, he thought the hippo was malfunctioning because the crazy lazy, the lazy wink, the lazy wink where one eye goes lower than the other. Yeah. It's original. Wow. 
So uh, either that or it's been doing it since the 80s. Yeah, because the there were right video... side goes slower than yeah. the left. So it's like supposed to be, I think, a, like a, a wink of huh. some sorts. Okay. But he pointed out when I ask, because every time before I, we record, I say to my son, I say, hey, so what's your worst or what's your best? Just to hear him, because I find it interesting to see if we match up. Um, and he said the Hawaiian dancers. And I was like, the Hawaiian dancers? Oh, he's yeah. Like, he's yeah. like, one was, going, one was going... Offbeat, the other ones were fine. So, like I said, they're you know we're kind of a musical family. Rob's family is definitely a musical family, yeah. and um, so he noticed that one of the Hawaiian dancers was like going twice as fast as everybody else. Well, not quite twice as fast because it wasn't even on beat. It was uh, it was bothering him to say the least. He's like that bothered me. So yeah, I I can see it. it's not on my list because I think collectively it's also amazing that they can even keep half of them running. I know, but um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Totally do. Yep. So that was your number three. My number two is something that I feel was underthought. I think the whole ride was underthought. And I don't even think you realize there's animatronics on it. And when I say it, you're going to be like, Those are anima- there's animatronics there? Cali River Rapids. Oh. There are monkeys in the trees and animals along the side that are animatronic kind of move a little bit. They're not great animatronics. In fact, they're... My number two worst animatronics. I don't even think I've ever seen those. Because you don't look for them because it's such a horrible ride. You've probably ridden it twice. I hate this ride. Everybody, this is the worst flume ride you've ever been. Not flume, whatever you want to call it. Water raft ride ever. <laughs> My home park when I was growing up, Great Escape in uh, Glens Falls, Lake George area. Um, they have a ride like this that is better than this ride. And it's not even themed. The theme for this ride, I get what they're trying to do, right? Let's educate people. I think this is the only time where I can say that the the Imagineers at Animal Kingdom didn't do a good job um, with their theming. They're trying to educate people about what's going on with the environment. And I don't think it's done well. Um, I think there's better ways to do it, especially than doing it on a ride where people are having fun. Like, (laughs) make it a show, right? Um, Originally... They had planned, they had wanted to do where there were real animals along the along the river. Wow, really? Um, so I was doing some research for this episode, and I found this you know particular website that had a pretty and I I would totally give it credit if I had written it down. I totally forget. And then I did a deeper dive, and there was other people who verified this. But they had initially thought that you know what would be cool is that similar to Kilimanjaro safaris, there were animals there. And I think they probably could have pulled that off with certain animals. And because it would have just taken a lot more planning of how do we keep them completely separate from the ride without breaking the theming a la netting, right? Or whatever. Um, And I'm not sure they could have done it, but I just feel like this is... Animal Kingdom is not the place for animatronic animals. We already have that in Jungle Cruise, and we, we all know my feelings about Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just, they're so bad. You didn't even know there's animatronics no, there. I had but no there's idea. a couple like spider monkeys or I forget what kind of monkeys they are actually, but, um, you can look it up on, on YouTube if you want about how they, I mean, they barely move, but it's supposed to be showing you the deforestation. I think the whole thing is just kind of like, you can educate me in a better way than on a ride that I'm supposed to be having fun on. So especially when it's depressing content, what you're educating me on. So, yeah, I think, that ride could definitely be rethemed, and in a future episode, we can uh, 
kind that'd, of that'll be a fun episode do yeah. kind of a fantasy draft of um mm-hmm. what we would do and in, in uh, the different rides that we would want to retheme so yeah um i i would agree with that uh i'm gonna have to look up later on and see those monkeys i've never seen them before so yeah. definitely interested in that uh, my number two is uh, also in epcot and this ride has gone through quite a few changes and i since i've gone to epcot since it first opened i got to go on this ride in its first uh, version we'll say so to speak and this ride is uh, journey into imagination so the original uh with figment they had this i remember it being like a giant blimp or a giant zeppelin where figment is on there and they have this character named the dream finder who has this big red beard he kind of looks like like santa and he's on the front and he's sort of um peddling this giant blimp zeppelin thing yep. and figments on the back and that animatronic was so good and i think they took it and they put it in it was in uh, mouse gear for a while you could actually see it hmm. and i don't know where it is now because they changed mouse gear and now it's uh the creation shop but they redid imagination i think another time and then they rethemed it the current version with with eric idol which i like but i don't love and the most recently when we went through that ride i got i did it three times on our last trip and i was looking at the figment animatronic that pops up there's two specific ones that i'm Mm -hmm. thinking of and the mouth was nowhere near the the audio that was going along with it. And I love the way it looks. Mm-hmm. I love the purple dragon. I love the sculpt. I love the molding. But it's just, it's so weak and it's too bad because I love Figment and I love that ride. But it's just, it's really not working for me. It's no, unfortunate. And it, it is. While we were discussing, while my son and I were discussing the his hatred for the Hawaiian dancers this last trip, um, my wife chimed in and she said, tell me you're putting figment on your list. And I said, no, I'm not putting figment on my list. I love figment. And she said, but it was, it's so bad. And then I got thinking, I was like, yeah, why I have my list out. So I didn't change it because then I would have to give her credit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, but I agree to, with your wife. Yeah. To be fair though, I do think that, um, that that's a good assessment of that particular animatronic in this iteration. Um, I wish they would bring back the original. I don't. I mean, it's obviously not going to happen uh, anytime soon. We're bringing um, back the Dreamfinder character yeah. at least. Eric yeah. Idle's fine, but I mean that ride's yeah. starting to become pretty dated. Yeah. Does a single kid know who that is? Uh, Other than he's from Epcot, or maybe Do, how many adults? Is... How many adults know who that is? Um, how many parents know who that is? I, I guess we're old. D- we're old. Mind you, we're old. That's true. I'm trying to think of Monty Python. There's a lot of Monty Python fans, but it's only when... That's a very specific When we were kids, the adults were watching that. So maybe we were in the room and the adults were watching Monty Python. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that scene at the end with the the moon going back and forth, and it's his face projected. There doesn't get much... We talk about creepy things, but... But yeah, no, I think I think that that animatronic of Figment doesn't do Figment justice. Figment's one of those cool in-park IPs that they don't take advantage of enough in the ride itself. They do a merch-wise. Oh yeah, they do great merch for him. 
and Figment's a great character, great yeah. voice, yeah. fun, all about imagination, it's, which is it's such great. an important part it's, of it, Epcot. It's really, the ride itself I do enjoy as well. I don't enjoy it three times good. but And, <laughs> and I want to, you know what, I want to point out something just because we're talking about this ride right now. And I know it's kind of, like I said, different from what we were talking about with bad animatronics. But comment on our social media or leave us a message on anchor.fm on our homepage, anchor.fm, the slash the hyphen diz hyphen list, and you can leave a message for us. Tell us whether or not you've been there recently if you think they've dialed up the sense. Because Rob and I both agree that in every ride where they pump in sense, the sense were stronger. I, I It could be that the last time we experienced them, we had masks on. I don't think so. I think they dialed those scents up. I can do a quick list because it was very impactful. One was Magic with the apples. Yes. One was Pandora Flight of Passage yeah. with the general water smells. Yep. Speaking of water smells, the next one is going to be Soren. Yep. Tons of smell in Soren. And then the other one I noticed was on Figment with the skunk smell. So those actually, is Remy on that list? Well, we never would have experienced it without any other smell. Okay. So, I w- there are smells in that ride, but but the the two that I feel dialed up the most was the um, the apple pie. Yep. And the skunk. Yes. Um, those two were like I'll be honest with you, I didn't even know there was sense in Philhar Magic until this trip, mm-hmm. and I've done it two times on every trip that I've been on. So. I don't. I mean, I get that's only going back to 2019, but still, I didn't even know that until this past trip, and I was like, "Oh wow, that's kind of cool. That adds something." So I don't know if they came up with new scents or if maybe they cleaned out the whatever's. But I feel leave us a comment because I want to know if you think the same thing. The skunk definitely was was stronger, to say the least. And spaceship Earth and pirates. While you were talking, I thought, yeah, those both have the the burn smell. Yeah, I don't think those were stronger than no. they normally were. I just wanted to sort yeah. of, in my head, I'm going through all the different rides that have scents. I'll say to you that I felt I felt that pirates the the water the chemical smell of the water the bromine was less this time. I didn't get it this time as much as I normally do. Yeah, but. when we were swimming at our hotel. I asked the lifeguard just because I'm crazy. I said, do you guys still use bromine in the pool? She goes, no, we don't do that anymore. It's all chlorine. So they changed. Because I know at one point I had that same conversation with a lifeguard. And they said, no, we use bromine in the pools. Yeah. But, hey, cheaper option, I guess. So are we Probably better for us. Are we on our number one? Yeah. uh, This one we might as well tag team because I'm pretty sure we all agree. And if you don't agree out there, that's okay. But I think a lot of people will agree. There's going to be a whole group of people who listen to this podcast who don't even know that this is an animatronic uh-huh. because it's never moved for them. Go ahead. So my number one is going to be Everest. Okay? Yeah, Yeti. The Yeti inside of the um, the Everest ride, which yeah. is Expedition Everest. Yeah. So I agree. It's a a roller coaster attraction that you kind of you're indoor and outdoor. You're inside this mountain and you're outside the mountain. Sometimes you're backwards. Sometimes you're going forwards. But towards the end of the ride, you go back into the mountain. You curve around, and originally, they had this gigantic yeti. I can't even say how I'll, large it was. I'll tell you, it's twenty five feet. I looked it up last night. Yeah, twenty five feet tall, and its movement was supposed to be five feet horizontal movement. Okay, 
So let's move five feet horizontal to come out to the track and then swipe down by about 18 feet or 18 inches. Sorry, not 18 feet. My bad. So I'm, I'm glad you got the stats because I actually looked up on YouTube what the movement was. And there's one or two videos you can find that has it. You can actually kind of see it yeah. moving. And it was so long ago. They were filmed on one of those VHSs you had to hold <laughs> on your shoulder. <laughs> I think it was on microfiche or something. Yeah. Anyway, so what ended up happening was shortly after this attraction debuted months it, it broke Literally down months. yeah so instead of having a spotlight on to see this incredible animatronic they decided <laughs> hey we'll put a strobe light on it to make it look like it's kind right. of moving now i will be totally honest i hate that i hate it i every single time i say number one i'll say to my kids I think the Yeti's closer this time, and it never is, but like yeah. it's, I feel like the hand gets closer and closer, and then I always say, just turn the light on in there. Yeah. Let me see it. I want to see how beautiful this thing is, right? Yeah. I don't care um, that it doesn't move. You're going so fast, you just see this thing. Yeah. Um, so, the ride opened in 2006. Yeti has two modes. Um, this is not like if you read up about when they designed Yeti, Yeti has two modes, mode A and mode B. Mode B is disco. Mode B, they th said, would be we'll we'll pulse the light and we will make it look as though it is, it'll give the illusion of movement because you yourself are moving so fast. Mode A, which we got for a few months, generates so much force. So again, I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole last night on Yeti. Um, the amount of hydraulic force is equal to that of the thrust of a 747. Wow. Which is likely the issue. In fact, yeah. Joe Rohde has been quoted as saying that basically there was some structural damage. And then somebody alluded to in a, in a like maybe that was in an article and then they tweeted something or I'm pretty sure it was a tweet. Um, he commented back because the person had said they felt that Disney just realized, just decided that they can't, where it's located in the ride, they can't possibly access it. And Joe Rohde actually responded and said, no, in fact, they are still looking. Now, this was a while ago, mm -hmm. so the, I don't, who knows if they still are. But at the time, Joe Rohde had said they are still looking for a solution to the problem and that it does have to do with the amount of force generated and that it can still be fixed however they need to um basically come up with a cost effective time you know time effective way of doing it now i know that everybody if you're if you're an everest fan like i am everybody listening probably thought the same thing when they heard everest is going down for, for refurbishment, for refurbishment. oh I, I thought the same thing three and a half months it was down and i'm like oh my yes, gosh and we're they, gonna get the and Yeti. they didn't even give us a return time right yeah. they they did not give a, a, a return time i thought oh my gosh are they are they finally doing it and i was like maybe they're actually going to spend some money on this animatronic nope nope still a disco yeti like i don't get it turn the light on Turn the light on. Let me see Yeti. Let me just see it. You'll go around the corner, yeah. make it, or do something with the light, almost like if there's fire inside. Yeah. Or I don't... Add something that's themed instead of just a spotlight inside the mountain. 
With the projection technologies they have today, they could probably do something else that makes it look like it's moving too. With like the way the light moves on the Yeti, where yeah. the shadow changes Make potentially. Make it look like the fur is moving. Yeah, or... like it's or just that's just it. Does the Yeti have to move? Blow on it to make the the fur move more. I just we're being robbed. And what's crazy is the amount of money that was put into that particular animatronic, and it doesn't work, right? I mean, it just doesn't work. Millions, I'm sure. Yeah. I would bet, no, I don't know for certain, but I said in last week's episode that uh, number one um, most complicated or most advanced animatronic currently at Disney World is the Navi River sh- Shaman. And then um, Hondo Anoka is the second most. I would be willing to bet that a working Yeti would be up there with them. Definitely. I mean, th- that amount of sheer force is amazing to me. But I, I, I'm with you. I don't understand how they don't fix this. It's it, we knew coming in, folks. Okay, we know what our number one is. Like both of us knew yep. that it was going to match up because we have complained about this around the campfire, so to speak, literally and figuratively, yeah. um, about this particular animatronic. And I think that anybody who really likes that ride, I love that ride. Like would would just absolutely love it if they rode it just once with it working. 16 years, Rob. Actually, more than that, because it was April 2006 it went down. 16 years. My only thought is that there's so few rides there at this point that are working or that even exist Yeah. that there isn't a ton at that park, and I feel like maybe they're just nervous to take one offline and to put all this effort into it when people are going to go to the park and they're looking yeah. to do rides and attractions. I mean, I like watching the shows. I like walking the trails. In Animal Kingdom, it's one of my favorite things to do, but not everybody's like that. Yeah. There's many people who go just for the thrill rides and leave. Yeah, and you know, I understand that that idea. Maybe we'll see something come in uh, where uh, Primeval World was that can, can absorb some of that, and then they can shut that down. Um, I personally hope that whatever goes into Primeval World isn't dinosaur-related. I hate Dino Land USA, but that's... My vote is Phantom Manor. Yeah, well, I, whatever. I don't care what it is. If, uh, get rid of dinosaur. I hate that ride, and the the fifteenth spinning ride in Disney World, like Triceratops spin, just needs to go away as well. But yeah. that's that's for another episode, folks. And, and you know, honestly, right now, I I just feel like I don't think that anybody can make a case for for Yeti. But it's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Tomorrow is just a list away. And tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon.